Hey guys, thank you for listening to Put Your Belt on America. Today we're going to be at uh, episode 7 and it is a current event topic. The current event topic today is homosexuality and how it affects Christians and Americans. Uh, my name is Nathaniel Adams and today I have with me AJ Price and Brendan Kirby. AJ, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. Good to hear. Brendan, how are you? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Alright guys, so what are we going to talk about today? We're going to be talking about homosexuality. Uh, this is... Probably one of the more controversial topics in America, wouldn't you say that, AJ? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about, you know, what makes homosexuality a sin and, you know, you know, why does this world that we live in accept homosexuality and then how are we as Christians supposed to talk to them and how are we supposed to, you know, tell them that, you know, it's a sin and that it goes against God's will. And so we're going to start off by talking about, you know, what is, what makes homosexuality a sin? And so... We're going to look in and see what God has to say because, in the matter of fact, you know, God is the authority where we get, you know, homosexuality and sin. So right. we know that God tells us that it is sin. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9, it says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not, do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor feminists, nor homosexuals nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And so we see there that the that in this list homosexuals are mentioned that they're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. And then we look in first Timothy chapter one, there in verse ten it says that and it started in this list and it says, and immoral men and homosexuals and kidnappers and liars and per perjurers and whatever else is contrary to sound teaching so we see that in sound teaching it teaches against homosexuality and then one more verse we'll look at is Jude 1 verse 7 it says just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them since they in the same way as these indulge in gross immorality and went after strange flesh are exhibited as an example in undergoing the punishment of eternal fire. And we know from what Sodom and Gomorrah and what they were the sins that were involved in there, one of the biggest sins that was there was homosexuality. Yeah, I think, too, something we kind of skip over. Uh, maybe not us as Christians, but those of the world who might claim to know Christ or, or claim to be followers of Christ, sometimes we skip over the passages that say, do not do this. God does not like this. Um, and that's something that we cannot do. And we have to teach others that, you know, God is against this, um, which is exactly what you read in all three of those passages. God is against this. He, he loves the, the, the human no matter what, but the sin that is that they're caught up in, he, he does not love it. And we see that all the way back in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, we read of uh, God's people being taught a law that they were to follow. Um, and there were some things that other nations were caught up in that they were not to take part in. I've turned to Leviticus chapter, first uh, chapter 18, where uh, God is, is giving this law. And I want to read specifically uh, verses 22 and 23. Uh, and I want you to see what is called out here. Um, in verse 22 it says you shall not lie with a male as with a woman it is an abomination now there are several times throughout scripture where an abomination is mentioned 
and an abomination is not a good thing. Well, I mean, we can agree on that, right? Uh, abomination is not a good thing. Um, and he goes on, not only saying it's an abomination, but in verse 23, in the same manner, he says, nor shall you mate with any animal to defile yourself with it. It is perversion. Yeah, so God's you know, comparing it to bestiality in a sense. We can, I, I think the overall consensus of the world would say bestiality is wrong. And yet we're having a tough time saying homosexuality is wrong, even though it's just as unnatural, uh, Leviticus says, as bestiality. Uh, and that that's, in my opinion, one of the most strong statements in the Old Testament that shows this isn't the way God wanted it. Um, also in chapter 20 of Leviticus, uh, he, he mentions this a little bit, but I want to specifically point out verse 13 uh, where he says, uh, get to if a man lies with a male as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination and they shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. This, this was a serious offense against God. Not only is it an abomination, but God said, you're worthy of death. And while we're not going to go out and consider all the people who are caught in this sin worthy of death, because if we're being honest, we all are. Uh, but we want to do everything we can to show that this is against God's nature. It's against what God would have us to be doing. And I, I want to point out one more thing. I'm sorry. Verse 23 uh it says that, and you shall not walk in the statutes of the nation which I am casting out before you, for they commit all these things, and they ab and therefore I abhor them. Um, and then he goes on to talk more about how he abhors the things that other nations are taking part in, and homosexuality is one of them. He says, don't let it be a part of you. You're my people. You're God's people. Um, and it's something we need to consider today as God's people. Because we see the world today, they accept homosexuality just like those countries did. And God calls us to be apart from that, to be different. And so we are to be different. Talking about this sin, you know, we know that all sin is has the same effect. You know, it separates us Definitely. from God. And it also punishes, it, death is the punishment for sin. But we look at homosexuality as a different sin. And really because it is, if you look at the beginning with Genesis chapter 2 it, it talks about you know God creating man and then if you would read Genesis chapter 2 uh, beginning there in 18 18 it says and the Lord said it is not good that man should be alone I will make him a helper comparable to him one of the ground the Lord or up out of the ground the Lord formed of every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to all the birds of the air, to, all, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was found no helper comparable to him. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, made, he made woman, and he brought it her to the man and Adam said this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh and so we see here you know God 
he loves us. He made us out of his own image. And he saw that we needed a companion. We needed something in this life. And he looked at all these bees. And he didn't find nothing that suited man. And so he created woman. You know, he didn't create another man. He created a woman because one of the things I believe that is part of God's plan for man and woman is to procreate. Right. And you can't procreate with the same sex. And sure. That's not. Uh, also, we look at Jude, uh, Jude 1 and 7, and then Romans 1 26. Let's look at Romans 1 26. I believe this is very strong. It says, For this reason, God gave them over to creating passions. For their woman exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. In the same way, also, the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire towards one another, men with men committing indecent acts and receiving their own persons the few penalty of their error. So we see that this sin, it is unnatural for man, it is unnatural for woman to be with a woman because God created man to be with a woman. And so, you know, obviously each sin carries its own weight, but this sin right here, it just goes, you know, against the nature of God and what God's plan was for man. Right, right. And and the idea of being unnatural, uh, it's pretty easy to see. We we can see certain things in our lives and say, well, that's normal. Another word for yeah. it is normal, or, or that's not normal. Uh, and, and in God's eyes, throughout Scripture, we see that unnatural is the only thing that describes homosexuality. There, there's never a time we can't go through this scripture and see where homosexuality is is even somewhat tolerated or accepted. Uh, th this is one of those things that is completely unnatural and displeasing to the Lord. Oh yeah, and I think even earlier in you know the last I'd say 15, 20 years, it was even looked at unnatural in our society today sure. because you know you had them classifying it as a disease, as as a you know mental health problem. So now we're in a society where it's it's not really a problem. It's just part of life, and I think that that's the problem that they don't understand that it is unnatural for a man to be with a man and a woman to be. Sure. So you you have the idea that it's being accepted, right? Yeah. It's being tolerated. Um, why is that? Why do you think that is? I think one of the biggest reasons. It's probably our media, and I would say Hollywood, because if you go back, I think it's in the 60s, it was first introduced into a show, uh, and I forget the show's name, but it was introduced there as homosexuality, and so they just kind of crept it over the years into our homes, and now we can't turn on the TV without having commercials about homosexuality, and just about every TV show we have has homosexuality as even a main role in a lot of shows. It's almost like it has to be there. Yeah, like, like, it has to be pushed. I think a lot uh, of sin that is now tolerated has been pushed in that oh, way. Yeah. has been pushed through um, media of whatever sort, um, whether it be Hollywood or the in internet, yeah. you know, the growth of it, the things that we can now see in our home that's happening not only in our community but around the world. Um, that allows people to see that, well, we're not alone. So I, I feel more comfort in, in going and doing these things that I want to do, um, whereas we look past the, you know, what does God want me to do? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, and it's not just homosexuality, like you said. We, I, they push Hollywood, the, the media has pushed, you know, all kinds of sexual sins into our faces, you know, commercials with, you know, half-naked women. 
And, and so sure. I, I believe that firmly that the media, Hollywood, social media has really homosexuality into this idea of where it is acceptable. If you don't accept it, then you're, you're you know, kind of weird. You're, you're against it. Uh, Which is what we're supposed to be, right? Yeah. I mean, as Christians, we have to speak out against sin. Uh, and we'll get to that in a minute. But sure. also, I, for some reason, people don't view sin, view homosexuality as a sin anymore. And we just read all these verses how God has told us that it is a sin and that it is going to be punished with eternal fire. And, and so, why do you think people don't view this as a sin anymore? It, it's, it's one of those things that Satan can get a hold of us and allow us to desire our passion and our desire more than our desire for God. And, and it's this idea of how can I justify the things I want to do and still be right with God. Yeah. Uh, and, and we see countless examples of, of characters in the Bible who wanted to do both, it, it would seem. People who were in the Old Testament were uh, I'm thinking of Korah, for example, somebody who he, he wanted to to do God's will, I would guess, but at the same time, he wanted to offer strange fire, fire that yeah. he saw fine uh, before the Lord, and we see where it gets him. It, it, like you said, it all leads to the same place. Um, sin leads to the same place. That's death. Um, and, and we must do everything we can uh, as Christians and as teaching others that it's not about me. It's not about what I feel is right. It's about what God feels is right. And I think that's why it's caught on so much is because we've got away from how does God feel and we've pushed more towards feelings and emotion. How do you feel? If you're happy with it, you're good. Yeah, it, it seems like just about every sin can be justified with that's how I feel. You know, I can do whatever I feel like. Uh, one thing I think is that so many people, even Christians, or people who claim to be religious are accepted of homosexuality and I think it's because they, they look at you know like verses like John three sixteen where it says God is you know God is love and, and they look out you know God is love in, in the New Testament and even the Old Testament and, and they say well you know God is love he's going to accept me for who I am no matter if it's a sin or not and right. so I think a lot of people believe that you know God is this God who's just going to save everybody and not punish anyone for, for living sin Right. I, I, I was thinking of a verse as we were talking about it. Um, in Proverbs chapter 16, in verse 25, the writer says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end leads to the way of death. And there's so many people who think, I'm doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. for, for, for those Christians who are either wrapped up in the act of homosexuality themselves or just accepting of yeah. it, um, to them it feels right. But it's getting away, like we said, from how we feel, yeah. and it's going to how God feels. And that's what leads us to the true path that doesn't lead to death. Uh, and if we're not focused on that, we can easily be led astray. Oh, yeah. You know, it talks about, uh, and I think it's James, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, about, you know, wisdom from this earth is demonic, and, and we need to have the wisdom of above, and that wisdom of above that comes with knowledge of God, where it tells us what is right and what is wrong. Right. So we need to study God's word and we need to look at what is right and what is wrong. Uh, if you had to say, I would, have, I would say that there are probably three verses or three uh, kind of discussions in the Bible that probably anybody knows. I would say John 3, 3.16. Sure. Uh, I would say uh, 
Matthew 7, 1, which is the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus well. Sure. Yeah. And then uh, I would say it would be uh, well, Matthew 7, 1 is, is do not judge. It's talking about judging. And I think that people use this verse as saying, you can't judge me because I'm who I am and because they think that God's made me that way. And so when someone, you know, talks to them about how homosexuality is wrong, they come back with, well, God says, do not judge. Right. You can't judge me for, for what I believe or what I'm doing. Right. And I, I think to an extent that's right, but we we allow them to stop reading at that yeah. first verse, which if you continue reading, we see that we actually are to judge, yeah. but it's not judgment from ourselves. It's judgment that is righteous, yeah. which is from above, which is from this book. Yeah, and that's talking about you know, hypocrisy, about you know, if you're living in sin, you can't really go to someone and judge them and tell them they're doing wrong because you know, you're doing the same thing. You know? Yeah. The... the to me, the funniest picture in the Bible has always been oh, yeah. Matthew 7, 3. Because oh, yeah. it says, you know, you're looking at the speck in your brother's eye, but you've got a log in your own. And to picture that, it's hilarious, but yeah. it's true. You've got this problem that you need to deal with, but you're focusing on that other brother yeah. who might have something. But we're to finish our or help ourselves first before we help others, which is probably something we'll talk about later on in this podcast. Also... You know, people who are homosexuals, or even those who support it, will say that they were born homosexuals. And so we, we know that we're not born in sin. We know we're not born in homosexuality because God made us. God made us perfect. And but yet people will, will say that well, they were born with it. That is some kind of disease. And if you do study, you do research, you'll see that there's no evidence of anyone being born homosexuality. Uh, There's a study a while back of, of a twins who were, one was homosexual and one was not, and they uh, looked at the genes, and if homosexuality was a disease or it was hereditary, then that person would have had a gene that had homosexual. And that they both person, would have kind of matched yeah. as twins? Okay. And huh. then and so also, if that person had that gene, that person didn't have the gene. That would have showed up, but they had the exact same exact same DNA so that proves that homosexuality you can't be born homosexual and it's not a disease and again you, you take any sin that God says you don't be a part of this we're, we're not, we don't have those when we're born Yeah, uh, I'm not born an alcoholic I'm not born somebody who commits adultery I mean that's getting a little out there but yeah. the same is, is to say that we're not born with that homosexual gene but we are influenced by the world. And we see that, which you already talked about, the media. And kids today have so much more than kids 20, 30 years ago that can allow that to creep in. Yeah, I love that. Uh, As we talk about homosexuality, it is looked at as, for those who are Christians that are preaching against homosexuality, it's looked at as, like we said, judging uh, those who are homosexuality. one of the problems that we have as Christians is, I think a problem is, how do we teach those who are homosexual, homosexuals and those who support homosexuals? Yeah, how do we pr- approach them? Yeah, it? how do we approach them yeah. and how do we talk to them that it is a sin? Because I do believe that there are those out there who are Christians that have such a radical view of homosexuality that they almost degrade that person for being homosexual. And so they talk about talk down to them to where they feel like they are kind of the scum of the earth and to where you know 
they're they're getting I guess their feelings hurt and they're not gonna listen when you talk to them like that. They're not going to uh, you know, really approach you in a way that you're gonna be able to talk to them right. about you know, how how is the sin and can you convert a homosexual to a Christian? Yeah. And and that's definitely the case. I mean you, you think uh, of all those that were uh, converted um, in the New Testament and, and the things that, that they were wrapped up in at one yeah. point. You started off this podcast by 1 Corinthians 6. He follows all, yeah. that list up and says, in which were some of you. Y- y'all were partaking in these sinful activities. Yeah. Um, so the answer is, obviously, we can convert yeah. um, by using not our judgment, but the Word of God. Uh, and allowing that to seep into hearts, um, it, it's it's not always going to be easy, especially in the country that we live. Yeah. Like you said, it, it's a heated topic. Yeah, and especially the area we live in, being in the South, as sure, you know, sure. men are kind of, you know, we're supposed to be manly men, or you're not supposed to be a, a very feminine man if you are. You're down for them. Sure. Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes that so many people do is trying to reach out to those. Is we're going straight to your problem and trying to tell you that you're wrong, you're going to hell. One of the first things that we need to do is we need to preach the love of Jesus. No matter, I think, regardless any sin, we need to preach the love of Jesus because that's where it all begins. Right. It almost feels like a personal attack, right? If, yeah. If if you're coming at me just because of my homosexuality, do you really care about yeah. the, the scripture? But if we approach the way the apostles yeah. and the disciples approach, it's like you said: this is Christ. This is who He is, and then allow that to flow in your life and, and changes will have to be made uh, yeah, we see this you know, with Philip and the unit you know, the unit wasn't caught up in a, in a sin like homosexuality but the unit he was looking for answers and Philip it said in Acts 8 and the first thing he did was he preached Jesus to him right and then what happened at the end was the unit was converted he was it became a Christian and so I believe that's a great example of how we are to preach Jesus and the results that come from right right uh, I, I don't want to get too off, but back in Romans 1, which you and I were talking about, yeah. and we're talking about the mindset that we as Christians have when we're around those who are caught up in this specific yeah. sin, uh, I wanted to read, which you and I several times talked about, verse 32 yeah. of Romans 1, um, which, which, just to get context, let me read verses 28. We've already talked about the first part of, was it verse 26 you read? Yeah. Uh, which talks about the, the unnatural, yeah. that which is unnatural, man with man, women with women. And I want to read verse 28 where it says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immor- immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, they are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, dis- disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those things who practice them. Yeah. Verse 32 shows me that I'm not to tolerate We've already talked about how it, it was once viewed as a mental disorder, and now people are saying, no, that's just who they are. We should accept them. And this is exactly what 
Paul says not to do. You don't tolerate the sin. Sin is what keeps you away from God. He says we don't approve of it. We we teach them, as you've already been talking about, teach them Christ. Yeah. Don't approve of it because that's the most dangerous thing we can do. Oh yeah, because when we, you know, we make it to where it is, you know, it's okay. Then they're going to run with it. And they're never going to want to convert or you know realize, hey, we're with these sin. Sure. Uh, you know, we have to have the heart of Jesus. You know, Jesus gave us a great example in John eight when he was talking with the adulterous woman. I want to quickly. Uh, Start the verse one. It says, "But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives early in the morning. He came again into the temple, and all the people were coming. He sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, and having set her in the center of the court, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in the very act. Now the law of Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. What then do you say?' They were saying this, hissing him, so that they might have grounds." accusations against him but Jesus stooped down with his finger wrote on the ground but when they persisted in asking him he straightened up and he said to them he was without sin among you let him be the first to cast the first stone at her we see Jesus here you know he sees this woman is in sin and he knows that that sin is going to result in eternal damnation right but he's he's not you know he's not condoning it but he's he's having that heart, that love attitude of saying, I see you in sin and I see that you need me. He's not like looking at that person as oh, well, that's a worthless person. They're in sin. Right. And you think of uh, this passage and how Jesus sees them and then you think yeah. of how the Pharisees saw other people. Yeah. I, I like the, the story that Jesus gives where here's a Pharisee who goes out in the street and he prays oh, yeah. and he sees of this poor person says, I'm glad I'm not like him. It's a total opposite view. We're, we're not to go out and, and see that person who's struggling with homosexuality and say, I'm glad I'm not him. Because I have my own struggles that I deal with that can keep me from God, that can keep me from the salvation that's been offered, just like that person and their homosexuality. Uh, it's a mindset that we constantly have to have that sometimes we just lose sight of. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have that struggle. I'm not as bad as that person. And so for in order for us to really reach out to those who are homosexual and even those who, you know, teach that homosexuality is okay, we have to have the heart of Jesus. We have to be compassionate. And I think one of the biggest things we need to preach is, you know, God's forgiveness. Because so many people I think and this is, goes with a lot of sins that think that, well, I'm I'm in this sin. It's such a wicked sin that God can't forgive me. I mean you know, Paul talked about this, you know, he was, you know, he was murdering Christians. That's probably what it's one of the worst, I would say, sins that you probably think of. But yet, we look at what Paul did in his life, how he turned around, and Paul became one of the one of the greatest gospel preachers. And so we see the power of the gospel. They can change people, and they need to know that. Um, Paul, Paul makes us look bad. Yeah. Because we, we have a tough time making that 180-degree change. Oh, yeah. And yet, it really does seem like he just turned it on for Christ and, and never let up and, and you know he, he still had his struggles um, it, just like when we're talking to, to anyone with any sin yeah. they, they're going to have their struggles yeah. too and it's the idea that Christ didn't give up on me I'm not giving yeah. up on this person uh, I'm not allowing them to uh, without at least trying yeah. go the way they're going Yeah, and you know God says that he desires all men to come to know him 
And so we need to let them know that, yes, you are in sin. Yes, you have disobeyed God. And yes, if you continue in this sin, that you will inherit eternal destruction. But the thing is, God loves you. God made you for a reason and that God wants you to come know him. And I think if you show that compassion, if you show them that God does love them, I believe that it's, it opens a door for a, a great discussion and the opportunity for them to change away from turning Christ. Yeah. And we didn't plan on talking about this, but I, I feel like it's fitting. You know, um, in today's world, going to someone and saying, I love you, and I, I want you to do what's right, and, and here's what I know what's right and wrong, because yeah. God, when we do that, the response is, okay. well, that person's not loving. That yeah. person is hateful. Uh, and, and we must be ready for that, yeah. because we're going to be, people are going to say, you're hateful. Oh, you, you don't accept the way I am. Um, and we must do everything we can to, one, like you said, show Jesus, uh, show him living through us, to teach him. Yeah. Um, because you know, there's some people out there that just aren't going to want to see it as love. No, and, and it is because I, I said this not long ago, but I think it's very fitting. I heard you remember the the magicians, uh, Penn and Teller. Yeah. So Penn is a huge atheist, big atheist, yeah. and he had a guy come to his uh, magic show one time, and afterwards he gave him a little Bible, just a little bitty Bible, and and Penn. Um, thought it was nice, you know, and, and the guy said, look, I'm, I'm sober, I'm in my right mind, I believe everything in this book, and I want you to have it, I want you to be able to read it. And Penn, later on, gave a video, and, and he was talking about how much that meant to him, because he still didn't believe in God, but he said that how much do you have to hate somebody if you believe that there is a God, there is a hell, and, and if you don't follow God, you know, you, you make it to hell. That's where you're going to be sent. How much do you have to hate somebody not to at least warn them about it? Yeah. And we see, you know, Jesus had this attitude, as we said before. You know, Jesus, it said that he looked over the crowd and saw that they needed a shepherd, and he had compassion on them. Yeah. And so when we see people that living in, no matter what sin, but especially this sin, we can't look at them as, as they're just completely lost. we got to look at them with a compassion and a heart. And again, I want to reiterate this that us as Christians, our job is simply to plant it in water. We can't control God controls That's exactly it. that. And so we as Christians we need to show love. We need to show God's love. We need to show them that, you know, God wants them to be saved and that God can't forgive them. But we also have to be bold and tell them that if you don't change that you're going to grow. Okay. And so our job, again, is to water and plant. God will give the growth. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that we need to do. We don't need to push it so much, but we need to just simply tell them what's right, tell them about God and His love and forgiveness, and then let God do His work. Right. And, and that's what makes the parable of the sower so comforting for us, because we understand it's not my job to do everything to get that person to heaven. My job that God has given me and you and everybody that's going to be in this podcast and every Christian who's ever accepted Christ is to be a light and to be teaching the Word of God. And if we can do that, there's going to be those who hear it. There's going to be those who don't care about it. Um, but as Christians, I, I think you're exactly right. That's how we it's, that's how we go into teaching those who are in this city. All right, thanks, guys. That's a, that's a pretty good lesson. Relevant and sensitive topic of today. 
thank you everybody for listening to uh, episode seven on homosexuality. Uh, next time is going to be episode eight. We're going to be talking about giving as we've been prospering.